0: tech talk taco tuesday number 100 and how many is matt 93 193 uh this is the show where we talk about motorcycle motorcycle related products my name is jimmy lewis we're coming live from my motorhome in the middle of nowhere because that's how we do this so i'm gonna check in to see if we are live because i don't know are we live
1: it's showing uh let me switch it over to yours really quick here. It's flashing red over here, which is showing it doesn't really like what I'm doing,
0: and you can't even get onto
1: mine. So this isn't working. So we're not live. So I don't think we're live right now.
0: I didn't see it pop up. Usually I get
1: a notification. Yeah. What's um? So we can start it over again. Let me see
0: here. Okay, and hopefully we're back. Does that start
1: a whole new show? Uh, it might. It might not. Don't know. It might just go for a black screen for like a minute. Uh, back to sometimes, the same feed. sometimes. Well, see, I, since I actually clicked, stopped recording and stopped streaming, it might not. It might start a new show. Right. So we'll see how it goes. But we are live now. Uh, we're back, and now OBS is much more happy with us. Okay. Yeah, because I have a better phone.
0: Yeah. Uh, welcome to show 193, ninety three. Three show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. We're here to answer any questions you can come up during the show. Uh, so if you're listening to this later, we stream live on Tuesday nights at approximately 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on our YouTube channel, which is Dirt Bike Test, on our Facebook channel, which is Dirt Bike Test, And you can always find reruns and those kind of things on both of those platforms as well as wherever you're listening to this now. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I'm a washed up ex-motorcycle racer. Um, Now I teach motorcycle riding schools, like, you know, a lot of motorcycle racers. We're heading up to Plain, Washington for the Tour Tech Rally, pulled over. We're at a truck stop and the reason that Matt can't get this working as he's been running around looking for lot lizards at the truck stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. (laughs) I found a few, actually. I got to sell them to a homeless guy, man. I made a quick little penny.
0: No, Matt, that's not lot lizards. It's uh, it's
1: reconnected. There we go. So,
0: uh, Logan uh, didn't exactly know... What was what? So I guess we had two a resubmission, but the guy who won it was nice enough to say, hey, I've won twice. I'm not supposed to win twice. Give it to the second place guy. So when I see the photos again, I'll remember which one was second place. I know it was really close between two of them. And we will uh, inform that person. Right, yeah. Matt? We can yeah. do this. OK, yeah. so we'll inform who got that. Uh, good to see everybody in the chat. Uh, we have a lot of our locals up there. Uh, Brenda. Uh, Dave Donley. Dave got rid of that Hoosaberg that he couldn't start. Oh, really? Yeah. No dings for <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah. I, I was thinking about buying it, but I just didn't need a third one. A third old, old version Uh Huseberg. Left-handed kickstart. Left-handed kickstart. And I think his had an electric starter on, if I remember correctly. But it wasn't working. And then uh, I saw a picture someplace where it looked like he had... Uh, So, so, uh, we will do our best to answer your motorcycle, motorcycle product related questions. I was going through my phone because there was a, there was a, there was a post that I saw this week, uh, on the EXC and FE performance group that asked, uh, it was kind of a, it was a, it was a good question that needed some explanation, but it was like, why would you ask this question to, to this group? Uh-huh. It was kind of, it was kind of like, a, it'd be like Matt. It'd be like Matt saying, "It's, it, I'm thinking about dating women. Can you pick one for me?"
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> it, it would it would be just like that. So, uh, anyways, and that that's that's if you've never dated before anything at all. Right. Yeah. Just that's, I'm thinking about this. Uh-huh. Don't know how that person got to the group. Don't know how the person figured out how to ask the question. But I was. I was kind of blown away, but I was going to go down. I was going to break down like, okay, first of all, the big, the bigger question, the global question is why are you asking this to a group of people that you don't know? Mm -hmm. And
1: why do you trust this group of people so much? Right. Were they, were they getting like just eviscerated in the comments? I, I don't bother reading the, I saw a
0: couple yeah. of them and I just, at that point, I just stopped because I'm like, you, you just threw gasoline on a fire uh-huh. that was already raging and, and, it and made it way worse. So, I, I don't, I, I don't understand this kind of blind trust in, in the internet in general or in forum groups or Facebook groups or whether you're asking, you know, yeah yeah like on Twitter or gonna, you know, you're gonna put a photo of Uh, like the one I always, it's like photo for attention, Uh which means it's not a photo of your thing. You just like, it's something that you, something that you're into. So anyways, it was, it was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm brand new to, you know, KTMs and, uh, I, 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 I want this one. What does everybody think? And I was like, uh, okay. So anyways, (laughs) so, okay. We got off restraining. So back to the sponsors. So it's brought to you by Yamaha. So that person should have, they'll never watch this show because it's probably, it would be too smart. This, yeah. that person should have just bought a Yamaha. Blue Crew, a YZ, uh, just get a uh, get a Yamaha and uh, that'd be the answer. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you why you should just have blind faith in some of the stuff that we say or this show. But this show would not be spot possible without your sponsors and the reason that for instance yamaha doesn't really ask us to do reads or anything specific uh Uh, they have some ads up on the website on dirtbiketest.com that's www.dirtbiketest.com you go there you'll notice you'll see some of their ads floating on the slider or maybe onto the banner but other than that and you go well how how is that helping them and it's not like I've had discussions with some manufacturers and, and companies that want to see all these metrics and, and numbers, and and they want they want you to put things on your website that they can track, you know, collect information. They want your uh-huh. email list. They want a lot of stuff. And I was like, no, just here, here, here's here's some some sponsorship money. Uh, go and do keep doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You're, you're you're good for the sport. You get people motivated. Uh, to buy motorcycles, you explain problems with motorcycles. Uh, you you help people. This is something we like, and the good thing is, and this is with all of our sponsors across the board. They make good products. So when a company makes good products and they're doing well and they're making money, and then they they find partners that they you know want to partner with. Mm-hmm. And we get to be one of those and, and they, they, I, they support a lot of other stuff that, that I'm involved They're, they're going to be at the tour tech rally, like Yamaha will have a presence with it, with a, uh, uh, demo rides thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so it's, it's like, yeah, you, th- these companies are in business to make money. Like I keep telling you, we're supposed to be in business to make money, uh-huh. but we just keep doing it because it's what we love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, uh, thanks to Yamaha. Okay, so back to the to the the blind faith question. Like, what what do I what do I want to you know? And this this guy was obviously interested in a KTM, I think, because uh, because the picture of the bike was was orange, right? Uh huh. And then it was, and then it was like, well, I've heard this and I, and I saw this, and, and, and it's like what should I get <laughs> It's like okay uh, are you trying to win a popularity contest do you want do you want to get the bike that's the most popular uh-huh. because that's kind of what you're gonna get you're gonna see what people think is the most popular and someone's going to direct you in in that in that direction right you're not gonna necessarily get the best bike for you because the the part about you will, I'm just sitting here thinking back to it. I don't even think this guy could describe his ability level correctly or what he was actually going to do with the bike because any brand makes different kinds of bikes, you know? So with KTM, you have EXC, you have XC, FW, you have XC, you have SX, and then, and then there's, and then there's adventure bikes. And, and then that group, you know, you you have a little bit of everything and it's like, where you, where are you going? So you gotta be careful about asking questions, uh, to figure out, you, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful with where
1: you ask your questions, uh-huh. I think. So anyways, yeah. what do I know? <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta be, you definitely have to keep your guard up with the internet. I mean, as, as we've learned from it, as, as we, we know, people can always, uh, they're always out to to troll. Yeah. Okay. So Mark Daniels is a uh, good to see. You Mark. Uh,
0: what's the tequila tonight? I don't know if I have any. I I might have some hooch in the counter in the back, but we may drive a little more. So uh, we'll keep. And Matt's too chicken to drive the rig.
1: I was too chicken to drive the Logan. Rig. Logan.
0: Yeah. So Logan, like literally, I just got out while we were moving and put him in. We put it on autopilot, yeah, and yeah. he just drove right. He basically. And I Logan, that's
1: what we were going to do. Logan
0: was autopilot. And, uh, yeah, no, the, but I asked you, I kind of said, do you want to drive? And I see apprehension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, and it's like, Logan's like, yeah, I'll drive. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, well, you remember when we drove with him the first time, when he
1: drove with him with a trailer? Uh-huh. How slow he drove? Yeah, yeah. I had to tell him like, floor it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it's... It, it's your rig, it's big, and I've never touched anything as nearly as big as this. So yeah, I was a little, little nervous. Yeah, so
0: uh, Aaron was riding up in a plane, said it's already dusty up there. Uh, yeah, I would suspect so. Um, it's it's funny, we're driving up uh, all of the rivers, anything that flows underneath the different roads, uh, there's tons of water, but outside of that, it's you know like the, the mother nature sucked it right back up and it, it took it right back down. And Dave says his Husaberg was kickstart only, lighter and faster than those other
1: ones. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he thinks uh, like, uh, like Ken Roxon, he would have liked to have a magic button. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Road Race 3R says, hey guys, I've been loving the a 700 updates. Just brought one a month ago and have been slowly modifying mine for gnarly off-road terrain. It's a beautiful bike. I tend to agree 100%. So... Um, I got my W wheels on and the thing I didn't actually I forgot to I forgot to mention when I was talking about those is they're slightly narrower. Um my front rim is slightly narrow and I believe both front and rear are a little bit more narrow and that allows me to run the smaller tires that I wanted to run. Um gives me the ability to run like real knobbies uh if I wanted to, which I usually never do. Okay. But um uh, you know, they're they're narrow. It's the 185 front rim, and I don't know what the rear is. It's a three-point. I think it's a three. I forget the numbers. But uh, I will measure it at some point and get that information to you. But uh, yeah, I got those mounted up. That bike looks good. Those wheels uh, were W. Uh, that's D-U-B-Y-A. Um, and if you're calling them and asking about uh, adventure wheels specifically, actually every bike in the back right now has W wheels on it, or at least not maybe I have a, I have a Husaberg with me. Um, I don't think the Husaberg has W wheels on it, but, uh, all the other ones do and, uh, pretty good. So, uh, Don Julio Reposado for Mark Daniels tonight. And, uh, let's see, did you bring the half of the jail of food division with you on this trip? Yes, we did. Janie is, so I, no, I brought my bartender. Um, That's half of a meal. Yeah, I brought my bartender uh, up to the Tour Tech Rally. You know, I need someone to open my beers for me. What are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, yeah. If you have, if so, if you have any motorcycle, motorcycle product related questions that you would like a straight answer that will probably cost you a lot less money than if you go to any place else, or you won't be copycatting the guy who's trying to get positive. Uh, affirmation for his modifications and that's what this that's what this post turned into uh uh-huh. everybody recommended exactly what they had uh uh-huh. it was it was dude you got to do this and it's like uh oh, that's probably what you have and that's what you have and that's what you have and then and then it goes it's funny because you get a couple people that might be serious and then you get the jokesters in there that are like oh you need to start on a pw 50 mm-hmm. you know oh get an electric bike and and then and then it just it just then it goes on this roller coaster. And like like I said, I didn't read the the too many of the comments, but I quickly looked at it and that's what I saw. And it's like then, then I just stop because once there's more than three or four comments, we've run the scale of of information. Whether you got lucky in those first three or four and you got a decent answer, that's up to you. Or you know, that's yeah. on that's on the form. And that, that's this is the problem I had. Like, and I brought this up. I remember being on Adventure Rider, ADV Rider in the early days. Uh-huh back when the term adventure riding wasn't a thing it was like that's the the adv rider almost started that i mean and you got really good there was a bunch of people that were that were early adapters of internet forums that really understood that that they were kind of experts in that arena or at least there were experts on that forum they invited other experts onto the forum they invited Uh their friends and when you saw a question there, you were able to get it, you know, you, 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 you would get a good answer. a Well thought out answer. Uh, some guys did some incredible tech breakdowns on things. And then the floodgates opened. And then when, you know, the, some of the people that were just lurking decided, Hey, I can, I can be an expert. If I post, if I get my odometer count up on the posting counter, to, um, and if I, if I post a whole bunch or if I contribute, by the way, um, Keep posting in our chat right now, and you, too, can get a little badge. You can get a badge in the chat that says you're a top contributor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like a top fan.
0: Does that mean – yeah, top fan. Does that mean your comments any good? (laughs) So, no, go ahead. Uh, Okay, so um, Mike H. says, What about tire recommendations for the Tenere 700 riding the Continental Divide? Uh, Mike, uh, I would recommend the Kenda big block tires. And I, like I always say, Kenda supports my off-road riding school, but I choose to work with companies that I believe in their products. And the cool thing about, for me specifically, is Kenda makes really good knobbies and really good adventure bike tires. The the big block uh, is, I think, every bit as good as a TKC80, which is the, I would call it the the standard that adventure bike tires were set by. But I believe the Kend is a little bit better off-road, maybe not as good on-road. And it's not like one of these other, we'll call them alphabet soup tires with strange new pa- tread patterns and they the tire lasts forever. It It's a good solid tire. Uh, that's what I run on mine. And that's what I suggest you run on yours too, if you're asking me. But uh, the TKC8 is a good tire. Uh, and there's a, there's a, Definitely a there's a, there's a few good tires out there, but if you want an all around tire, uh, that's that's my that's my go to. And I I ride my Tenere like in an adventure bike. I I don't do the pole Pol Torres at Erzberg. Yeah. Stuff. Holy. How, how many checkpoints shit. was he from finishing? Oh, he's a long way from finishing. He oh, was okay. he wasn't even close. Okay. Well, at least where his his GoPro died. It seemed like a GoPro died, and that's when it stopped. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I don't know how far he got. Uh, but where the GoPro died, he still had a long way to go, and I will tell you that that, that course is, in some ways, a lot easier than than when I did it, and in some yeah. ways, it's a lot harder. Uh, they they there's some obstacles that they took out that I remember that were that were a little bit earlier on in the race that they just, I think, now it's become what checkpoint did you reach? They realize uh-huh. that that's more important than they would, they want to have their 15 to 20 finishers. Okay. And then it's how many checkpoints did you reach? And that's a big thing. So I think letting people, they, they switched it because there was, before it was like, you got in five checkpoints and that was it. That was the race for everybody uh-huh. because something would bottleneck to the point where it was impassable and this. So now, um, you know, that they've taken assistance away. There was assistance, you know, not that, well, it wasn't legal, but you, there was guys out in the forest that were helping yeah, people yeah. get through stuff. Oh, I didn't realize they took that took that away. This is kind of a thing in extreme enduro. Any of the ones that have to be part of the world championship. You're not allowed to have outside assistance. Oh, okay. Does it happen? Yeah, I'm sure it still happens. But you're, you're you know, and the, the the thing is, a lot of the top riders have helmet cams. They run uh-huh. body cams or helmet cams with them, and so uh, and I noticed poles turned off a couple times. It turned on and off <laughs> and he made some pretty, I'll call them wise decisions on early going around some banners and some things. Uh, 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 but hey, this is, this is, you know, what are you going to do? You going Are you going to keep going or are you going to, you, you know, that that thing's plugged and there's a real yeah. easy way to get around it if you, you know, so whatever. But uh, yeah, um, it's like I said, I was I, the very first time I went there, I was going to do it on a BMW HP2. And BMW said no, we don't want you to go and blow the bike up or break the bike. So right. I did it on a gas gas. Uh, so and I forgot yeah. you, you finished right. Yes, both times. Okay. Yeah, that one I have a good yeah. success rate at. Right. Uh, Jeff uh, Merlot says: um, Can the big block on a 500 Exc setup as an adventure bike, or is the Kenda Bar Parker DT better? and is tubeless fine with a kind of big block? So uh two part question. Um, I would never run the Parker DTs on a KTM 500, uh, even as an adventure bike. I I run, so I, I run either the Parker DT front and an equilibrium, equilibrium rear, or Parker Parker on the 500 because I'm going to ride it more aggressively, and I want those better tires. And I, I'm not going to ride it on the street. The tubeless would be fine with big blocks because the the big block tire is designed as a tubeless tire. But um, that's just like the stock tires on the Exc or the TKC80s. And you know how we always joke about them when we see them on there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like man, get a better tire, and then you can take that bike so much. Uh, it's just gonna, it's gonna just be work so much better. Um, off-road when you put a real tire on it. But if you really are doing that many miles uh, on, on road, then then yeah, having a smoother, <coughs> rounder tire probably work out. So um, yeah, uh, let's see. I wish I had a s- question for you about our new stock KTM 300s. This must be Brenda, but they run yeah. so amazing. I can't think of anything to ask you. Oh, and the clay pistons haven't exploded yet. The clay, <laughs> Look,
1: did I start that? I didn't start that. Um, I'm pretty sure you you did. You just came with that. Like, remember those stock ATMs? Oh, did I just jokingly say that? Yeah. That the, you, we're
0: gonna have to turn some lights on in here because yeah. we're getting some different lighting artifacts in here. So, um, where's that? Where's that do coming we the, from? Do you need the big one? Is it come, oh, it's probably from from a mirror.
1: No, I think it's just it's that window the there. Window. Okay, it's yeah.
0: just coming in too hot. Yeah, go ahead and roll that thing. Slide that thing down. <coughs> Oh, that's, oh now it's a little cozy in here, Matt. I'm not sure if we want that lighting. <laughs> and, hey, I can
1: get a, Go ahead
0: and open that thing up a little bit. I can
1: play some careless whisper if you want.
0: Some some what?
1: Careless whisper? Uh,
0: no. George Michael, no. No, I no no. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. <laughs> we put the we we did put on S three low and back pegs, and it was a good mod. S3 low. What would that, what is S3? Um, I'm not really sure, you're gonna have to explain it. She'll probably get back to us on that. Yeah. But um, uh, th- look, Mike 300's in the back. I've put a top end in it. It has hundreds and is like, it's on 200, 250 hours. So who knows? Uh, Sander sandwiches. That's what it says. If your battery died and you have a Tokyo Off-Road starting capacitor, but it did have it hooked up prior, will it still work after hooking it up? Or you didn't have it hooked up? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um those capacitors charge really quick, like when you when you, you know, basically turn kick the bike over or push it and get it bumping. Uh yeah, it'll I I never have them hooked up. They're always in my in my uh, backpack and they're always discharged. I don't run them in conjunction with the battery. And if you like wanted to charge it up, you could take it. Well, if you're with a buddy, you could take it over your buddy's bike and you could actually charge it up there. Just don't let those leads touch. So, uh, hello, sir. I have an FE 450, and it's hard to get in gear in free gear. Get in and free gear. And the ability of the engine to feel heavy and strong sense of vibration. What is the problem? Hope you can help. This sound th- that sounds like AI. <laughs> that sounds like artificial intelligence trying to ask me a question. But it's hard to get in in free gear. Hard to get in in, in and out of gear. Okay, so let's let's scroll up so we can yeah, drill yeah. down on this question. Uh, S3 is the brand. Okay, five millimeter low and five millimeter back for Brenda. Uh, Yes, uh, I can see going back and lower on on KTM three hundred foot pegs for certain kinds of kinds of riding. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that's what I would want, but uh, okay. So FE four fifty. So that's the Husky one. It's hard to get in and free, in and out of first gear, and the ability of the engine to feel heavy and strong sense of vibration. What is the problem? Hope you can help. It Sounds like maybe there's no oil in the motor and now the crank's trying to jump out of it. Um, Those bikes should not have uh, vibration, so there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, in and out of gear should go right in and out of gear unless you smoke the clutch or the clutch is dragging. And and that would indicate that something went wrong you know you you overdid something uh so i don't i don't know let's see aaron says not if you don't have the full nine volts to fill the capacitor but aaron if you take the battery off and and attach the capacitor and then get the motor to spin it will generate the 12 volts 13 whatever it'll it will it'll do that. Um, I've never had a problem, uh, when we've had a dead battery, just hooking that thing up and we've done it on a bike that didn't have a Kickstarter and we just pushed it and it bump started and it was good. It would not bump start with the battery. We took the battery out because the battery was, something was wrong with it. Put that in there. It bump started and it was fine. It would not restart you couldn't, you know, there was the capacitor didn't have the power to restart it, but it started up and ran. So, um, yeah, if you have a kickstart, you just kick it three or four times and then it's, and then it's, it'll kickstart. So, okay. When are you coming Northeast for ride and training? Um, I don't know, probably not anytime soon, unless there's some big event that's going to, uh, attract me back there. Uh, we, we, uh, yeah, I've got a pretty full summer as it is. So, and Sanders says, thanks. Sanders sandwiches. It almost sounds like Victor, a name Victor would make. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, can, I can have some sandwiches. I'm having a sandwich <laughs> right now. Uh, let's see, Jeff Miller. Thanks, Jimmy, following question. So putting Parker DT front and rear on the 500 EXC, is it fine to run the new tech tubeless front and rear with the Parker DT? Yes. So i am not a huge tubeless fan um i have them on a lot of bikes it's uh it's a good way to run low pressure you know Kind of, and then it's a good way to have the abil- ability to 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 uh adjust low pressure like as opposed to just going to a soft mousse. but and they've gotten a lot better. The problem is the very first times I used the, the, the tubeless, I had some failures. And so all of a sudden it had a ding and that was tubeless 1.0 and they're on 2.0 or 3.0. Now they had some changes to them. They've gotten better. I have them on a lot of our bikes. I've bought a lot of bikes. I buy bikes a lot of times from friends that modify their bikes the same way over and over again. And then they sell me their bike. And then I have to, un we'll say Bob it. We have to yeah, unbob yeah. the bike. <laughs> I've and, had to unbob a bike before. And, uh, and Bob likes the tubeless, and so yeah. I, that's why I have like six wheel sets. Right now, now three. You know, I've, I still have a few of them. Uh-huh. But yeah, you can run the you can run the tubeless easily with the Parker DTS. I think they're just as robust as the as the the big blocks as far as for holding air. Oh, and Victor Andre says free gear and neutral. Sorry, sir, my language is bad. Hey, no problem. <laughs> and Victor translated for you our, our resident uh, bad language guy and by bad language I mean mall mall language <laughs> um, so is a Facebook user did we did we get the did we get the gist of what was going wrong is it is it the bike not going into gear properly and and so maybe a little better explanation of exactly the problem And then, and then what he'll tell me is like, slow down, you talk too fast. Because this is always the the case. Aaron said we missed a question. We missed a question. Aaron's question? Uh,
1: Preferences. I thought we already discussed
0: one. Preferences on DOT. No, we didn't do this one. Preferences on a DOT tire combo for an FE501. Running motos rallies now, and the carcass seems to be too stiff for dual sport. You are correct told the MT-21 and D-606 is a good combo. Uh, Yes, Aaron, that, so, boy, if you're, okay, so if you're on Motos, the only reason that I ever see people run Motos is they want their tires to last forever. Nobody says, I bought a Motos tire because I wanted the best traction. Those people are buying Dunlops and Michelins and Pirellis and, uh, you know, like names you're a little more familiar with. So, uh, you can go ahead and scroll up. So the MT-21 is a Pirelli uh, and the D-606 is a Dunlop. <laughs> uh, those are those two tire companies, probably longest wearing uh, old school tires. So, and I don't know which you're talking about, which one front and which one rear. Uh, um, I will just tell you that the, the 606, the Dunlop 606 front and rear uh, is a little lighter sidewall and carcass than the Motos, so the bump compliance will be a little bit better. The traction is probably gonna be pretty similar. Uh, The durability is gonna be about the same. Maybe a little bit better traction in the rear. The front D606 needs a very heavy motorcycle. The set of Pirelli MT21s, in my opinion, is a step up from both of those. A Little bit better traction, maybe I'm gonna say it's almost the same in durability, but pretty close. And uh, so, uh, those are th- those are kind of those are for long wearing tires. I think they're they're better than the motos because both of those other tires will get better traction. I would I would go with the Pirellis. I would st- if you I would stick with a brand because when you go between Dunlop and like I said, I don't know which you're going front or rear. I kind of envision MT twenty one front D six hundred six rear when I when I hit that. But anyhow, um, and, and tires are a personal preference. Uh, and I've had guys that ride my bike and they ride on my kendas and say, these things are horrible. And I've had other guys hop on them and said, these tires are like magic. And so it kind of depends on the angle you turn out, how much you're picky about, like how much they spin. I don't really like to spin my bike on purpose that much. I don't ride in a constant state of spinning, but I'm very particular about how it breaks Hence the 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 Kenda uh, Parkers work really well for me, and I'm getting over a thousand miles on a set. So okay, he says MT twenty one front, six oh six rear. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a viable combo. Uh, I would just go uh, the MT twenty one front and rear. In all honesty, um, uh, MT yeah MT twenty one. I'm thinking because it was also the MT eighteen, which is a much more aggressive Pirelli tire. Uh, back in the day, but, uh, those lo- that's a long lasting that, that, that setup right there would probably go for me. If I put them on, it'd go two times the, the distance of what the, uh, the Ken that I currently use. So,
1: um, Facebook. sandwiches says, uh, Facebook user, got back to us with oh, your follow-up question saying okay. the the clutch dragging. Okay. A- so yeah, we kind of diagnose this.
0: Yep. Uh, so something happened to the clutch, and and when when I kind of hear like not shifting in and out of gear very easily, most of the time it's clutch plates warping, and it's not the fibers; it's the metals that have warped, or the clutch is so worn that they've actually caused uh, grooves. You've you've gotten grooves in the in the basket, and nothing will fix that. I mean, in the old oh. days, we used to file the basket so that it so that it was smooth. So there weren't the, the, the we'll call them uh, ripples in there. Uh-huh. I'm gonna try to pull this thing down so I don't have a super hot spot there I'm still. Okay. Uh, now I have polka dots on my shirt. Wait, this side right here. It's polka dots. Here. Uh, so the, the grooves, on the basket, you know, sometimes you could file the ones on the outer basket down the inner basket, it's really difficult. And the KTMs, they use those pins so they they don't get uh, grooves like that anymore. But if the metals get super hot and all you have to do is take it apart, it's so easy to get in there. Um, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you how to do it real quick. Lay the bike on its side uh, or on, you know, on a stand or something like that so it lays over sideways, that way all the oil goes down take something and press on the rear brake caliper and it squeezes all the fluid out of it. Then push the brake pedal down out of the way and put something to block it. Take the spring off and put something to block it. A lot of times uh-huh. I actually loosen up all the bolts and then and then I push it down out of the way to loosen the last bolt and then push it out of the way and put something to block it, then take the cover off. You're, then your um, five or is it five or six? I can't remember five or six bolts away, pop that sucker apart and look at the the steel plates and see if uh, at that point. This guy wants rally training. (laughs) Yeah. I'll call you later because that's job. That's why I told him last time. (laughs) I tried calling back. (laughs) Um, So look at the plates. If the, if the metal plates are like blue or black, you're screwed. (laughs) And then, and then inspect the grooves in the clutches, just replace it, um, replace all that stuff. And hopefully that problem goes away. If for some reason the bike was ever run low on oil and the way to tell is to look at your oil filter, um, pull the, pull the oil filter out, slice it, The accordion out, look in there and see if there's some metal shavings inside of there. You know, your, your, uh, magnetic drain plug will you know give you an indication of that engine's health that could lead to bigger and worse problems so hopefully that goes that goes uh that stuff goes away so sandwiches has a question again
1: so without using panniers, how or where do you stash tools slash backup gear on the bike um so i run it kind of depends on on
0: I, as I've gotten more experience, which means older, (laughs) I carry less and less stuff with me because I know how, I mean, I used to carry a lot of stuff on my backpack. Uh, the reason being was I just never knew it was going to happen. I always say I could split cases out on the trail if I needed to. And we've gone, gotten pretty close. Uh, but I've, Carry. I've kind of minimized it down to less and less because I just thought about like all the times that I didn't use it versus the times I needed stuff. So I've got a really kind of a small kit. So I kind of quit carrying a lot of the chain breaking stuff because I haven't had chain failures forever. Uh, quit carrying uh, tire irons because I'm running mooses. So I, I've learned what problems have sort of disappeared. Um, I carry fuel hose now because you never know when you're going to have to cut and. and Men fuel hose or eliminate of, uh, you know, something or a uh, fuel filter or who knows what, uh, different, different things like this, but where do I carry it? I try not to carry it on my back, but I do have a backpack that has a couple They're little, these little, just little pouches of tools, search on dirtbiketest.com. Uh, I talk about some of the different tools I've used. I think a while back, and you could probably search this. It's like we, we did a whole series of what people have in their backpacks. Uh-huh. I And and we, we looked at a lot of different people's backpacks and they sent us videos of what they had. And I, of course I did a video on mine as well so you can see what I was carrying. And I've many times on different videos, I've just said, here's what's in my backpack. So there's, there's information on, on that. So I carry stuff on my backpack, try not to. But then I, on the bike itself, there's really nothing unless I run one of those kind of like, um, cloth saddlebag ish kind of things, uh, that I, that I do run on, on a few of my bikes when I know that I'm going to go longer distances and I'm going to need something. So, uh, yeah. And then I've seen guys that are just, you know, and I'm riding so many different bikes that I have to carry I gotta kind of have a lot, a lot of different things, and I and I, I don't want to move things from bike to bike. But I've got seen guys on one bikes that have they have tools stuck in their handlebars, they have tools hidden behind their their number plates, uh, tools in their airbox. Uh, a lot of my bikes I used to carry a shift lever, a brake and a clutch lever inside of my airbox. Uh-huh. KTM actually made for a while made this little plate that bolted right in there that had all that stuff. So there's all kinds of. Um, all kinds of different ways to, to stash stuff on a single bike. I'm moving f- around too much. So my stuff has to be pretty more mo- uh, mobile and portable. So that's uh, that's why I don't do that. But you can get really creative. I used to carry a small, like I when I when I would break my chain, when I put my new chain on, I'd always leave um, three links. And they, they would get wired onto the top part of the subframe, right? The, like the chain guide that goes, that protects the cases. Uh-huh. So it's just sitting there and it looks like just three links of changes. They would just drill two holes and then wire tie it on there and just sits on there or I'd wire it into the skid plate. And like skid plates have a lot of room underneath them. Uh-huh. So, you know, especially out West where we're not packing those things with mud, but even if you are, you could, you could literally take a piece of foam and then set some tools into that foam and put it up in the skid plate, and then you drop the skid plate down. And on some bikes, it's just one Zeus fastener. Skid plate drops down, and you've got tire iron sitting there. Seen it all. So there's lots of good places to put it on a bike if it's uh, if it's perfect. Uh, and Brenda there says fanny packs. Um, yeah, that's a that's a bad word in Australia, Brenda. And we have some people that are in the future that watch this show. Those Australians. So be careful with uh, where you throw that fanny pack around. <laughs> so, and uh, Matt, if you're going to hunt some lot lizards, toothless ones are better. I, you know, I think I figured out what lot lizards are now. Now you know what lot lizards are. I think are. I figured this out. <laughs> you learn something every time in this show. Yeah. If it's about motorcycles or life. We try to uh, try to help you out there. Uh, <laughs> so, so Brenda, bum bag um yeah he she's referring to the the bum bag and i was a fanny pack wearer for a long time uh or a bum bagger and there's actually pictures of me racing like long um the longer like the totti enduro for instance where actually I had two fanny packs on one back and one forward really which i don't know what the f- i was thinking like wearing that thing forward but I, i'm pretty sure i had to carry gas uh- uh-huh. and i needed i needed an extra bit of gas and i probably had some other stuff in there. But, uh, yeah, you do what you got to do. So, um, Tool Tube made it with a three-inch ABS pipe and works great. Where do you put your Tool Tube, Victor? Uh, So, I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't recommend wearing two fanny packs and especially one in the front. Uh, What are we doing? Checking sound? No, no. I'm uh, getting some stuff set up for it's on Oh, it's on that drive? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, I don't know if we
0: should have put anything on that drive. Oh,
1: yeah. It's just, it's a really small fold. Okay.
0: So, the, uh, so back to the, 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 where to put it, like, um, you know, there's fender bags. I've seen guys use fender bags. I just don't like them because they, I bump into them when I'm kind of getting back. Uh, there is, uh, trying to think, you know, there's, just tank bags, hate those. That's almost as bad as wearing your fanny pack backwards. Front fender bags. I used to always have a tube on my front fender. Cause I, again, I was switching bikes all the time. So a lot of times I would, I had a, I had a, um, a nice fender bag. A lot of companies made these things. They just clipped onto the front fender. It would have tire irons, a CO2 and a front tube in it. And, and that could just go bike to bike to bike. So, um, a gum job.
1: We got a gum job? Or is that a good job? That's, uh, I think that's a oh, lot that's a, lizard. That's, a, that's, with that's no referring teeth. to the lot lizard thing. Yeah, with no teeth.
0: <laughs> Do we think that's Victor and <laughs> sandwiches?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, Brenda, have you ever had to repack the muffler on your 300 TPI? I have not. Um, so. Uh, the fir- the, the good portion of the beginning life of my TPI bike, I got it. Actually it was George's is the one I did all the muffler testing on. Uh, we were switching, constantly switching mufflers, trying different things. So they never had a chance to really get all that gummed up if they would, but those things run pretty damn, uh, pretty damn clean and mine are all stock. I haven't reflashed or remapped or done anything different to the ECUs to make them put more oil in. Uh, nor do I feel like for the riding that I'm doing, do I need to do this? Then uh, I've raced it, finished top three in a district 37 sprint enduro. So it works. Okay. It's gets rung out every once in a while that it, it, I don't, it, it's pretty amazing. Like even on guys that really run super gummed up ones, the, the packing doesn't really get that bad. The perf core inside tends to, uh, tends to plug up more than that. But I think if you get on the, if you get on the gas, open it up and, you know, let her eat a little bit. Uh, didn't Jim's muffler get gummed up? I don't believe Jim's muffler got gummed up. Uh, and he, he lugs his bike quite a bit, but I don't remember his muffler being
1: bad. So, uh,
0: yeah, man, we're getting lots of good questions tonight.
1: Let's see. Uh, Mike H, any advice on carrying extra fuel or experience with giant loop, not a gas bag?
0: Yes, I use those. Um, I, I've used them a lot. The, the worst thing about those things is they, they disappear. I have no idea where my not a fuel bags go because they're, <laughs> I had to write my name on them because they're not a yours. And I, I think I just loan them out like, oh yeah, here, take this and borrow this and whatever. And they don't come back or I hide them from myself. So uh yeah I had good experiences of those we used to like when we were doing stages where like it was kind of going to be sketchy on on fuel we knew we were at the end we'd always take it and the, the trick is you just you fill it up you clip it to your backpack you the minute you ride your you know first 10 or 15 miles you dump it in just get it get it out of there because you really don't want to be carrying it carrying it around uh for long distances but just uh just get it in and Mark Daniels just shared a link promotion pro multi-tool. Yep. Uh, no, Mark, please don't share the ones on that one. Uh, you can always, if you want to support dirt bike test and help pay for my incredibly expensive time here on this show. Um, I had to take a nap before this show. That's how, that's how stressed out I was about, uh, coming on and everything. If you want to make me feel better, go through Rocky Mountain ATV MC use click through the link on dirtbiketest.com we have a link there we get a little cut of that it does help us out it uh it helps us helps us pay for this bandwidth but if you go to the other place unless mark has his own personal deal with that other company yeah yeah then uh we would uh not recommend it i mean they probably sell this stuff and they're probably a good company as well but uh uh (laughs) mark says he deleted the link (laughs) right now mark here's what you need to do go to dirtbiketest.com click around go up there it says support us click on that link just open it up open the one up for rocky mountain atv mc click that thing and then we actually get a little cookie and that lasts for i think 14 days
1: yeah, yeah. So so
0: if you need something, you know, if you're shopping around, if you're buying some stuff, your bikes. I mean, and I know, like Brenda actually said that when they did theirs, they they did some stuff, and we see that. I mean, it yeah. it, it does it does make a difference when when guys are doing full rebuilds of their bike. Man, it, it, I, you know, you're putting a top end or something like that. Just put in the name of the tool. Yeah. When you when you click on the link, you just go to uh, once you get to Rocky Mountain, just treat it like normal. Search what you're looking for. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get the link up in the chat for us what a hero that's so it's so cool we're remote so yes it is trailer time with uh jimmy uh this is uh motorhome time though uh, they are actually in a in a giant uh motorhome parked at uh, a lot lizard uh lot lizard feeding grounds i'm pretty sure they're you know it's the sun starting to go down and they're just gonna start scratching on the doors right matt
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's a little cafe over there. I might go hit the little cafe. Well, they see the lighting in here, so they know this is. Probably... Oh, the mood lighting we yeah, got. Yeah. yeah,
0: This is this is this is good. So yeah, if you if anybody out there is going up to the Tour Tech Rally, come by and say hi. We're going to be teaching schools the whole time. We're kind of out in the training school area. So uh, come over and say hi. Say uh, say you heard about it. You can ask your question in private there if you're worried about that. Battery saver is on. Consider plugging in your device. Wow, we killed the battery. Yeah, I better consider
1: plugging in my bike. Matt, hold the show for a little while. Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and actually list off the rest of our sponsors.
0: Right, we didn't get through them.
1: We didn't get through all of them, no. We had too many good questions. So let's see, we gotta thank uh, Yamaha, Scott Sports, DDC Sprockets, Uh, I'm pretty sure all the bikes. how uh, did you see all the bikes in this motorhome? Except for the Tenere,
0: because he doesn't make one for the Tenere just yet.
1: Okay, uh, it's got sports. We also got I think, Takamoto. They'll be bringing you uh, Takamoto's Mr. Endo segment later today. Uh, Trail Tech, we're going to be using those Voyagers. In? Yeah, yep. we'll be using Voyager Pros with buddy tracking, so Matt doesn't get lost. Yep, yep. Because uh, cool. I'll probably, I'll be the one that gets lost. Well, the, no, uh, that
0: way you can, see, what you can do is you can ride out of the dust. Huh here's yeah. a, here's a really cool thing about the the uh the Voyager pro is that is that he, you can turn on a thing you have buddy tracking and you can turn on buddy tails it's called. Yeah. and so the person in front of you essentially leaves a track log wherever they go uh-huh. so so if you have no track log on your screen and I'm in front of you I'm riding it'll leave a pretty accurate trail track log of where I went if if the radio signal breaks for a while it might skip from one point to another uh-huh. but You'll, you'll see it. And it is a radio signal. So, if you go over hills and stuff and you get pretty far distance apart. But, man, we, we, Logan and I used it last year when we rode back. And other than one time, Logan only blew one turn. And when I finally caught him, he got about 10 miles away. Uh-huh. That's how... Because it was fast roads. And I figured it was open terrain and I figured he'd see me. Well... He said he he said he looked down and I do trust him and he probably looked down but he probably looked down right before it had updated. Yeah. And then he just he went right past a road and and uh you know, kept going but like when we got there, I'm like, "Did you look?" And he's like, "Yeah, I looked down and there was nothing there." Well, cuz he wasn't looking behind him. He'd already gotten so far behind I was coming behind him, he didn't see, but as soon as I got there, yeah. Then he looks down and he goes, "Oh, it was all there, you know, kind of kind of deal. But uh that is one of the, the big features of the uh the Voyager Pro for GPS units. There we go, Mark. Got that link up. Perfect. What a dude. I, I, I should I should send you a t shirt on time.
1: <laughs> so uh, okay, um what other sponsors do we have? Let's see, I'm trying to go off the top of my head here. We also have uh
0: double take mirrors.
1: I was going to say double taking mirrors, fast company flex yeah. handlebars. Yeah. Yep. Flex handlebars. I put them on a list so I don't have to.
0: So you don't have to remember them.
1: Yeah. There is uh, bulletproof designs.
0: Yeah. Uh, bulletproof designs. Usually we do the bulletproof designs product of the week. We have to see if we're going to be able to do that. I don't know if I have a product of the week that's handy inside of here. Oh, I might have something who knows. Uh, and, uh, Seat Concepts. Seat Concepts. Every seat, every bike in the back for sure has a Seat Concept seat on it. Yeah. Except for the Yamaha. Right. Because it's that's... a brand new test bike and we test them completely box stock. Yeah. So that's it's... not on uh, And uh, climb. On seat concept. Oh yeah, Climb. I've... I'll be wearing Climb gear all weekend. Matt as won't. As well. Yeah, I will. You will. No, you're going to get some new gear to test, but yeah. You're, yeah, I thought yeah. I was riding out on the ride back though. Ride back, yeah. So. Yeah. We have all that. Uh okay. I wonder if this the light is gonna we get a little bit of light, a little more ambient here. Oh boy. Yeah. The lighting lighting uh didn't work out. I have a portable studio that I should bring and fix inside of here. We could do it like Steve O. You ever seen Steve O's podcast? No. They drive around in a van. Really? Yeah. He drives around in a van and does podcasts and stuff. I mean he's you know, he's a professional. He might have made some money in his career. <laughs> so uh let's see, Dave Donnelly, meant to say which would be better for LA B2V? Um, I think I think we missed his question up there a little bit. I'm going to go back up and scroll and see what I see. Like the testing Off-Road f- 450s, I'm thinking of a KX450X or the KX250X for a dual sport conversion. They're on sale. Which would be better for LA B2V? Oh, 100% the 450. Yeah, just because the two hundred and fifty you are going to be ringing its nuts, and neither of those bikes would be great for that because of the transmission. You're, yeah, you're, it's pretty. You're you're you're, in, you're dealing with a close ratio transmission. It's a yeah. motocross gearbox. Sure, you can gear it up, but your first gear is going to be pretty tall. I don't think there's anything that's that technical on Lab 2 V where you would really be taxed in first gear, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to gear it up quite a bit to 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 do the. Uh, things. Oh, and Mike Parsons says the Climb Arsenal vest works great and has a nice tool pack. That, that I was, so when I switched away from backpacks, I went to the Climb Arsenal vest. Uh I was using those forever just because it spread the weight out on me a lot better. And then I just wanted to get the weight off completely. And that's when I went away from wearing, you know, I went to the, I went back to the knack pack, which was super light and then put the heavier stuff that was in the arsenal onto the bike. So yeah, Mike, thanks for uh, bringing that up. I, I I probably hit my head and <laughs> forgot uh, which one is there. So let's see. And then Mike says, has Trail Tech got any new updates? I just installed the new one. Compliments of Takamoto with the extreme aluminum and the aluminum case. So they haven't updated the software uh, from what I'm aware of for a while now. And I haven't been having there, there was there was a bad batch of software. So there's two things. Uh, Trail Tech does sponsor the show. So, but I'll tell you, there's two things that, that can that can be issues. And the docks, the 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 plastic docks specifically, um, the 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 charging, the way that those pins on the back of the unit, the unit doesn't have a problem. It's the dock that has the problem. And the aluminum docks are much better than the early plastic docks. They have updated all of those things. But I'll tell you, tell you if you you do not want to leave that thing charging on your bike because it has a big. The Voyager Pro has a big power drain. Always turn it off when you're not riding. And if it goes dead, be very careful about charging it on the bike uh, through that through the through the the dock uh it just seems like it can just take such a draw Uh and especially with the bike if your battery starts going low and the amperage gets low just make sure you're doing it on a on a on a good on a good battery so the docks are kind of like a known it's a known issue but if you're if you keep them charged and you don't let them drain down you're not going to have any problems the second thing is there was it, there was there was one batch of software, and I think it was like two updates ago that wasn't that good. It was a little glitchy, and and I don't know how or why, but I had I remember I had one unit that had that, and it was always kind of problematic. And then I fixed it, and it was gone. So mine are all working good. and might have thousands and thousands of miles on them, and the units are robust and work uh, really good. So. Uh, Mark says the lighting is okay. Oh. Thank you. It's nice. We should have, you know, <laughs> just, just hang some hang some light. We have speakers. You hang speakers and lights and yeah. the whole nine yards. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and Victor says, yeah, on the b 2 V, there's a place you have to go in 70 miles an hour and, uh, yeah, some other areas. So he knows he's done it a few times. Yeah, the plastic dock, the pins vibrating, messes things up. It's not actually the pins vibrating; it's the the pins are spring loaded, and you can feel it when you push on them. And if the contact gets bad between the unit and the 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 pin, and or the 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 heat from those things, you know, charging a lot can actually make the uh, make the the springs kind of fatigue and then it's not putting enough pressure and then it makes a bad contact. So it has, has a lot to do with that. Uh, Janie Miller Hughes sit was pizza tonight. Yeah, <laughs> he almost got it. Uh, the bartender, <laughs> my bartender that we're bringing to a tour tech rally. Um, let's see, Jimmy. So this will take this and then we'll, do we have a commercial break loaded up? Uh, we do not. We do not have a commercial break loaded up. No. Then you're just going to sing all the commercial
1: jingles while I grab another beer. Well, I can just, uh, make some noise, motorcycle sounds with my mouth and say Yamaha.
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, okay. So we're going to grab this one question and, uh, so what it's a video, but it's on the other computer. It's
1: on a drive that uh, I thought I had packed. Okay, that's that's how we were gonna do this. And so it was uh, it was packed into my backpack mm-hmm. that uh, I was gonna transfer everything over, and I transferred everything over except that drive and some headphones.
0: Okay, so we're no no commercials. Nope. You, do you, do you have? Why don't you call up a document that has the list of all the sponsors on it so you can read it off properly?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I can do that. You could do that, and uh, that's what. Yeah, and then so Chase gina alone gina gina alone chase gina alone jimmy old guy here who is relocating to cabo east cape mexico okay chase what's your question (laughs) i got that part uh i think we've answered all the other ones up until that i think we're all all good so uh we're gonna take a quick break while Matt sings and reads the commercial sponsors messages. Well, no.
1: I'm not singing, but okay. I'll read read some stuff. And uh,
0: and uh, then we'll we'll get into our roosterando. I'm gonna see if I can find a. Uh, oh man, do I have a product of the week? I should have some. It's usually I just throw last minute stuff in here. Yeah, and I didn't. What I mean, everything your, uh, everything your, was last minute. Your new uh, speaker no i'm not happy with that (laughs) trying to listen to podcast i need to put a new stereo inside of this van that's this van can use some updates it's like it's like uh you know i do i do have a product that i can talk about um something i've been using for a while
1: so um i will do that and you it's your turn go yeah all right so uh yeah episode 193 would not be possible without yamaha i'm gonna be riding some yamahas during tour tech um Looking forward to it and you know, make some great bikes. They rev your heart, whatever the tagline is. Uh, I still Wait, don't have do new Do Yamaha's upgrades. rev your heart? Or is it, yeah, I thought it was Yamaha. Kawasaki's let the good times roll. Okay. Then we got uh, Takamoto bringing you Takamoto's Rooster Their Their ride day was, uh, was a big hit. Uh, definitely go there for any of your EXE or FE needs. Scott Sports, we have our Klein Gear, DDC Sprockets. Trail Tech, which uh, we'll be using, Fast Company Flex Handlebars, uh, Seat Concept Seat, Bulletproof Designs, the Double Take Mirrors. Also, don't forget to hit click on the Amazon and Rocky Mountain links on Dirt Bike Test in the Support DBT tab. Uh, Also, don't forget to go to JimmyLewisOffRoad.com, sign up for the newsletter, stay up to date on class dates and when to sign up for those.
0: And if you know somebody who is a new rider that wants to get into riding, that probably could learn to ride the right way. We have a beginner online riding school costs 49 bucks. It's cheap. If you're, if you know this person, well, it'll save your relationship with them. Trust me. (laughs) I wish I would have known this. Or or if you have a large family, yeah. Large family, you can buy it and have the kids. Actually, my buddy, Chris had his kids. He had his young kids. First of all, they had to earn allowance to buy the class. Yeah, Yeah. They bought the class. And they took the class, and now they rip around on their little mini bikes, and uh, super stoked that. Hey, uh, big shout out to my buddies at Fine Line, um, Inside Line Moto. Yeah, Fine. Fine Line used to do my suspension back in Huntington Beach. <laughs> Inside Line Moto, they are in uh, God, they're they're in Anaheim, I think. I don't know what this, Santa Ana anaheim that area they're right across the street from where our old dirt rider offices used to be down there by angel stadium uh big shout out to those guys we did a show from there not too long ago and uh tim i think you're a better co-host than matt just saying that and i wouldn't say that in front of matt yeah. except he's right here yeah so my um, feelings are really hurt by it too it's it's okay because tim is a really really good mechanic and yeah, so yeah. so is his he has a Matt also in the shop yeah Qu- Matt's a little bit quiet but Matt came on and gave some really sage advice. We they we, were both really good on the show. Yeah, we we picked apart his bike unfortunately. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but
0: but it was it was because he'd had some issues with it that uh-huh. you know he just had this 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 issue that he and I'm like as a mechanic what did you do what I, not that he had a, he had a hard time figuring it out I don't even, do we ever do we totally diagnose what it was? We I don't it, know if you cuz think- cuz there, w- there was some wire cutting that went on. And he got it he got it running, got it back out of there, and it was running in the shop just fine, but I don't know if we ever got that that'd be real interesting to follow up on that because it was just kind of a fluke issue I think it it's gonna it was gonna involve replacing the the expensive side of the wiring harness uh-huh. but uh it was interesting to talk to somebody else that that's you know way more of a mechanic than I am, and just his process on what went wrong and the steps he took. You know, he went and hot-wired, basically hot-wired his fuel pump and tried to get it to start and did a couple other things. Uh-huh. And he knew why it wouldn't start when it wouldn't start. He just, there was no way to rectify it out in the trail, and they had to tow it out. But um, that was super cool to to do that. And there's a couple other people I definitely have in line to get on this show. People have lots of knowledge, good stories. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tim, I think, I don't know, Logan. Logan was... Was he good or bad? I can't even remember
1: last week. Did you watch the show? I didn't watch the show. You uh, just uploaded it. I edited the audio. You so should, I've watched. You should have. You should have critiqued minute. him.
0: You and said, then, and then, and then, and then, we could have a shoot, a co-host shootout. Because that's, shoot that's what we do. That's what we do. It's, it's bad to say shootout. Yeah. It's really bad to say shootout because people think it's a shootout. But yeah, we'll just do it. We'll do a, a co-host slash producer slash comparison. The, the, the people have the unfortunate experience of having to sit next to me and put up with this crap. And then all I do is belittle them.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It's not that I don't know what I'm doing. It's just that it's not very nice, evidently. It adds character.
1: <laughs> so, I speak from experience. But uh, I think,
0: like, my whole life, people told me I couldn't do things. Uh, and then they give me shit when i tried and i kind of failed and so i i try to prove them wrong i uh-huh. would always i would always like oh yeah well, watch this
1: <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah hey that's why
0: i became a physics major <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you didn't become a tire changer matt yeah. matt uh checked the tire pressure on the motorhome yesterday It was painful to watch
1: it was painful because i know how to check tire pressure on a semi truck I've never done it on a semi truck before. And this is
0: obvious. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was painful. Well, and five I, minute job, bro. It, I know, and yeah. it was do it was really good until the one that had something that I wasn't aware of was a possibility. Right. That's experience you learned. Yeah, yeah. Granted, I should have came to you a lot sooner. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was taking so long over there, but yeah, that's okay. I, I, was... I thought it was the angle because it wasn't seeming to be lining up perfectly. Right. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, Victor's going to do the Big Bear run this weekend. Good luck, Victor. Um, uh, hopefully you're taking a, a, a bike that runs. Uh, dirt, Mr. Sandwiches. Sandwiches says, dirt bike version of pizza versus french fry, or are you going to have a bad time?
1: <laughs> I love the South Park reference uh is that a south park reference yeah yeah i don't know i don't watch enough tv to know that, this that's a south park reference pizza
0: versus french fry
1: yeah so uh you know in skiing they teach you okay fr- french fry to go forward oh pizza right. to stop right 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 yeah yeah so I you teach that to teach that to kids what's the version of that for uh oh. for dirt bikes
0: why? Why is that? Why is that South Park? They they went skiing on South Park.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they had a whole. It was a really funny episode, actually.
0: Oh, I'd have to. I'd see. It. It's kind of funny because I still joke when I'm out skiing with my friends. I go pizza all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no mas cerveza, Jimbo. Sorry, bro. I got to reload refill. Matt might be driving. Uh, yeah. let see if you can get out of this parking lot without running over a lot of lizards. <laughs> um, let's see. So, God, the dirt bike—that's a great question. Dirt bike version of pizza versus French fryer. You're gonna have a bad
1: time. Uh, it's slowly it's, apply the front brake. Don't stab it. Well, okay, because that's
0: it's start and go. It's it's like this this way. You're you know, in, in doing the pizza, you're gonna go slow. Yeah. And then you french fry you go fast. Okay, so what could you I bet you it's more like whiskey throttle. It's like you know. Yeah, yeah. Um I think it's we're gonna have to think of this for the school. That's a good one. I mean, but the problem I, I, is I, is a lot of people don't don't um uh multi sport.
1: I would say maybe uh I don't know, I use uh I use like snowboarding a few times as a reference. Um, I would say, yeah, like whiskey throttle is a good example. Yeah, like little, like gradual versus blips. The the thing that a lot of beginners get amazed by when they hop on a motorcycle for the first time is just how small those throttle movements need to be to get the bike to, to do what they want it to do. Right, you don't have to go quarter throttle just
0: to take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna tell you like, we're going to have me and Matt are going to have pizza versus French fry driving this truck. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice when I take off, I do not touch the fuel, the fuel pedal at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, I was looking so this
0: thing has so much torque. Uh huh. It's just, you get it rolling. You don't, you don't gas it and clutch it at the same time. You yeah. let the clutch out, the clutch is out and then it's all throttle. Yeah. That, and that's the way I, that's the way I ride a motorcycle. Like I get the clutch out and then it's a hundred percent throttle. I do not oh. use the clutch anymore. So, so when I, and I always say, you know, you can amplify the power with the clutch, Uh but you don't reduce the power with the clutch. And that's what I, that's what I see. Most beginners are trying to, they're trying to feather the clutch in, but what they're really doing is they're reducing it. And then it's like, oh, it's going. And then they go, okay, it must be good. And they let go. Then they amplify it. And then it's like, see ya.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I had that happen once to me. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to think about that. That's a, that's a very good question, um, Mr. Sandwiches. They're, they're saying stand, maybe stand
1: more than sitting. Stand
0: more than sitting. No. Depends on <clears throat> how you're standing. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Most people don't actually stand up on their motorcycle. And how do you know? This is a, this is an episode for Better Rider podcast. How do you know? Yep. Well, we've probably already done. You take your hands off the handlebars. And if you yeah. fall off, if you, it's, this is it. It's, it's, if you can't take your hands off the handlebars, you're going to have a bad time. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Because that that tells you whether you're in balance. And most people can do it sitting down if they try to stand up. Yeah, it's a a full – if you fall off your motorcycle because you're so out of balance on the motorcycle, you on the motorcycle that far out of balance that you can't let go of the handlebars, then you're endo when you should have roosted, says Pat Keller. So endo, yeah. And, and the problem is, is when you, when you think about it, if you're using that much muscles to hang on to the motorcycle, then you don't have any throttle control. You don't, you're not going to have the dexterity on the clutch and the brakes. Um, but yeah, standing more than sitting, not so much. Um, until you actually really know how to stand up on the motorcycle, don't worry about doing things standing up, worry about learning how to stand up. We always, always say walk before you learn how to run, you know crawl before you learn how to walk you know all these and there's stepping stones everything and the, what i see especially in the motorcycle coaching realm is people trying to teach stuff without even taking into consideration the real problem right of what everybody's doing they're not ready to be doing what they're doing they don't even know how much they're missing out on the, some of the important stuff um so elbows up el- oh yeah it's elbows, elbows up, and up. Grip with your knees oh yeah, yeah. stand up St- stand up Go faster. All those are great advice. Always on the balls of your feet, too. <laughs> if you want to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, my uh, product of the week is this. It's the a Dango Designs uh, GoPro mount, camera mount. And I don't think you're going to be able to see it that well. Do we you want to turn these light. lights on? Uh, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead and flip the, the switch on the <laughs> wall there. See if we can get full lighting here. Oh yeah, it's moody, nice. So this is a, uh, it's basically a um, clip that holds your GoPro. It mounts on like your chin, your chin bar of your helmet. It's got a clamp, you can see it's like a Jaws. And then it basically has the the mount for the GoPro. So you just, you know, they take this on and off. And so it allows the GoPro to move forward and backwards so you can kind of angle it around. And it also has this spring-loaded deal that you can actually take it and push it in and turn it so your GoPro can go different angles, sideways, up. Uh, you know, you can look back at yourself. I, I usually have it face back at me so I can just watch videos of me um, riding around looking at me. Watching so, your tongue stick out? Uh, I do that a little bit. But uh, you can clip it on your handlebars. It's, it's amazing where it clips. And it's shaped specifically to go on the, the, the front of the helmet. I've never had it fall off the front of my helmet and, of and, and, and lose it. It's It's been pretty good. Uh, I think I paid about 40 bucks for this thing. 39 bucks, I'm guessing. Hey, what you
1: pay for with that, that's really good. Yeah,
0: I, I'm guessing. I can't remember. It's, I've had it for like four or five years now. And I beat the crap out of it. It's uh, always around. So it's my product of the week. Bought to you by Bulletproof Designs. Bulletproof Designs makes really good protection stuff for your dirt bike. They make Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM, GasGas, Husqvarna Gas, radiator guards, chain guide uh, protectors, swing arm protectors. Uh, the uh, the radiator guards are like some of the they're pretty they're pretty intricate. And here's the, the, the advice I have for you on this buy them when your bike is new and you go man that's a lot of money for those things but they're less expensive than the second and third set of radiator guards and after you bend your set of radiators you're never going to get these things on because they're really a good tight fit and once they're on they'll take a beating and the radiators will still stay nice and straight uh take it from someone who takes bikes where he shouldn't take bikes and every one of my um i've had i've used a lot of different ones and those ones seem to be the best just for fit and function and they're often copied i've seen i've seen some quote knockoff ones and the best thing about the knockoff ones they don't use good metal so when the knockoff ones get hit they bend like a bulletproof design one won't bend so uh yeah that's uh that's my uh bulletproof designs product of the week the dango designs it's just designs um camera. Yeah, I've been using it for a long time. I should have I and and hey, I just put up a video uh it's over on dirt bike tests on the SP Connect. Where's my phone case? Where's my phone at? You stole my phone, didn't you? No. No, it's right here. Uh we just did a video on this uh, phone case. It's kind of hard to see, but this SP Connect phone case. Uh pretty stoked on this. Uh this is my new one. I just got I got one for the iPhone 14. It's it's wireless charging, which is kind of the cool thing i've been just you know, matt's been watching me just chuck it at my vent and it goes sticks yeah. on my vent it's 100 charged because of this i know where it's at i don't lose it that way but the it, the way it locks on so that's a magnetic charge the way it locks on to my bikes check that video out uh i'm sold on this thing really yeah. really good and they have like right now a 20 off discount so if you're interested in this stuff i probably when i got the setup i got a I got one that I have a have a Ram ball on one mount. And then the other one is on my Tenere. And it's a vibration mount with charging and all that stuff. Uh, it's probably, probably all in. 250 bucks for all the stuff. Uh-huh. But now this this phone goes just there, there. there. It, 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 I can always yeah. have my phone with me. And it's always charged. So go check this out. Um, they actually want to talk to us about becoming a sponsor. Oh, nice. But I told them. I said, Hey, wait and see if you get any activation from that code. Yeah. See if that code works. So if you guys are into here's not, I should have done this as product of the week, but I did a whole video on it and uh, it's over on dirt bike test. It's up right now. Uh, tell a friend if you, and if you like it, yeah, tell a, tell a friend, then you can steal their mounts. Yeah. You know, you just, you just go and like, especially when they have the magnetic ones, or you can charge your, you get your, all your crew to have the same stuff. Then you can always charge your shit on their bikes. So, yeah, always looking to maximize the, the stuff there. Uh, okay, let's go into our favorite segment, Takamoto's Roost or Endo. Matt, do you have our contestants ready and lined up? Yes, I do. Okay, do you have the information about these bikes? Yes, I do. Okay. And uh, Sandwiches says gold. I yeah, like Sandwiches. I think I, I, something tells me it's
1: Victor. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this first one is going to be from uh, Kevin Weigler. It's so a 2020 KTM 250 XC TPI. FMF turbine that right core in two. Looks the Hammers? Looks like, no, that looks with those dunes right there? Yeah. Okay.
0: It looks like, it's out, it's out, it looks like Johnson Valley someplace.
1: Uh, FMF factory fatty. GPR V5 Pro Kit. RK Tech Head. A Cherby's 3-gallon tank. Hunt Racing Gas Cap, Oil Cap, and Brake uh, Tip. 3Bros Racing Suspension Revalve. A Chery's X-Factor Hand Guards. Uh, Rad Custom Graphics. Ride Engineering uh, Rear Link. KTM Rear Disc Guard. Nitro Moose Front Rear. TM Design Works Chain Guide. Pro Taper Evo KTM Bin Bars. Uh, ARC Unbreakable Lovers. Pro Taper Flow pink Grips. KTM Hard Parts Hard parts, wing arm guards, Cycra front disc guard, Tusk EMXT 35s front and rear, P3 carbon pipe guard, a Cheruby skid plate with linkage guard, a Cheruby frame guards, dirt tricks, rear uh, chromatic 52 sprocket, P3 sensor guard, uh, KTM hard parts, slave cylinder guard.
0: Okay, so I, I think everybody should be able to run whatever they want on their motorcycle but when you run almost everything that's not one of the sponsors of the show I kind of have to bring it to light. Right.
1: <laughs> that's a big issue with this
0: one. Uh you got you got a lot of different stuff on there. But it's okay. Uh I think he's I think he's proud of his bike. It looks like he's modified just about anything that he could. He could. Then easy he, with the noise there, Matt. He put you, know, pro- yeah. put you put a, a lot of put a lot of protection rattling. there as well. A lot of protection. Um But uh, did you teach him how to shoot that photo, Matt? Did you? you? So we've got a really nice photo shot at 11 o'clock, one o'clock, you know, the perfect time to shoot a nice photo of your bike. You could just take that, you could take that bike out of the picture and it'd be a nice photo of just the flat desert. Uh, But um, all that being said, you didn't have a seat concept seat, right?
1: No, I think, no, no I don't
0: didn't? think so. Just looking, I was looking for one, one that was uh, in there. what year was the bike? 2020. 20, it already looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's using it. Yeah, he's definitely using it. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm even, I'm even worried about, it didn't look like he took time to even set it onto the stand property. It looks like it's almost ready to fall off the stand. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh man. At least it's not in his garage. Let's give him that. And for that, right. my friend, your bike roosts. Roost. Roosts. That's a, That bike's that bike's ready to ride with all of his stuff on it. Um, good. Good for you for having the balls to send something in with no sponsor of the Tech Talk Tacos Tuesday show whatsoever on there at all. I didn't know three brothers did a uh, did suspension valving. I wonder what they did. I wonder what they. I wonder how they made it
1: better. And right back into the garage. Yep. Had to follow it up. Get it. Get it into the garage. And it's. A, it looks like a profile picture uh, submission. Uh, oh, it's a super tiny picture. Yeah, twenty twenty three KTM three hundred and fifty EXCF.
0: Wait, what? What's so? What? So what? Do you, what do you think this is? Is this? Is this on uh, Garage Weekly chat? Or is it? Is it? Um... Uh. Prefab uh, garage cabinetry in motorcyclechat.com.
1: I think it's on uh, these tires. On yeah, that form. Well it, it's hard to
0: see it's really hard to see the bike. his yeah. boots are airing out in the back. It's got the
1: stock mirror on there too. Hot garage chat talk. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Takamoto Tidy Tail. Titty tail, this is This is Utility Cab
0: 101. That's his name on, on garagetalk.com.
1: Takamoto fork blinkers, motos, uh, traction air tires, front and rear suspension components from uh, Moto Labs, Enduro Engineering handguards. Next upgrades will be a Vortex ECU from Takamoto and an exhaust.
0: Okay, so I'm not seeing the Enduro Engineering handguards. seeing the stock ones on there. And that stock mirror has to go. Look, before you do anything else, take that thing off. They almost work like boomerangs that don't come back to you. So um, just take that thing and chuck it like a boomerang and put a double take mirror on that thing. Just that, that should be your next mod, I <laughs> promise you. Uh, you think those are the TKC80s up on the? Probably. In the, oh, probably. After what year was this bike? 23. 23, that's brand new. That thing is brand new.
1: Uh, it's not looking like TKC80s. They're not? When I zoom in. Oh. On your phone, you can zoom in. Yeah, I mean, I can zoom in here, but... And then it just gets blurry. Yeah, but th- those knobs don't look like TZKC 80s.
0: No, the the not not the knobs on the bike. I'm thinking the ones up on the shelf that you were so intrigued with.
1: Oh, those ones, yeah, probably. It's probably the stock tires.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's ready to just slide those things back on and sell it when yeah. he goes to buy a Yamaha. <laughs> you know, the show is sponsored by Yamaha. If you submit a Yamaha, you'll instantly win this contest. No, I'm just lying. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, uh, Garage photo, mostly stock bike. At least it's on the stand, centered, pretty good. Uh, uh, Endo. Yeah, for the photo. Endo. Okay. Endo, and he doesn't have a double take mirror. At least, like all that, all that mirror is good for is catching on a tree branch, having the bars yanked out of your hand, and then you catch the mirror in your jugular, which you don't want to do.
1: Trust me. Seriously, yeah. Uh,
0: hey, uh, if you're if you're out in the chat and you feel like commenting on any of these bikes, uh, let us know. We are definitely heavily influenced uh, by what we see in the chat, especially when the owners of these bikes get on to defend them or uh, tell us we don't know what we're talking about, which is pretty likely. So, so, the, so and, yeah. th- and if you want to submit your bike, please do. Uh, email matt at com. All you have to do is send us a picture of your bike, try to make it a good picture i kid you not like i really like to see something that the the, the way we used to talk about when we were in the magazine we're putting a magazine together does the photo make you want to ride like does it like a bike in a garage doesn't make me want to ride it makes uh-huh. me know that i have to go change the oil or clean the air filter or whatever and and if you're going to shoot it in your garage, make sure your garage looks like a complete shit show so we can pick on you and say, hey, look, look, he's got a snake in his garage, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or there's a kid or we'll fasten on your kid's big wheels. That's way trickier than your, your motorcycle. Uh, like, at least give us that. But <laughs> number one, roost. number two, I uh, know Mark, we're on the same page. Good, good deal. So, uh, but anyways, so you can submit your bike. Just take a picture of your bike next time you're out riding. Um and uh, send it into us, you know, try to take it in the morning or the afternoon. The light helps a lot. You know, you don't have to be a photographer. Uh, I, I would give out my wife's email address and say, uh, uh, email Heather to learn about photography tips. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, just uh, just. Just shoot us a good photo. Tell us us where your bike's at, what it's doing. And you don't have to list every single part. List the big modifications and maybe some of the stuff why you did it or why you like your bike. We like a good story. And uh, then we will do exactly what we're doing right now. Who's on number three?
1: So this was uh, something a little different. I decided to include it because- Oh boy. The photos were bad, but I just wanted to, I don't know, something a little different. So this is mean, actually... What do you mean the photos are bad? The bikes are way the hell okay. out there. Okay, okay. So, no, the
0: photos aren't bad. The The fact that the bikes are small in the frame, that's not great for this segment, but that's where his words get to come into. So right now, what we're looking at is he's. these are obviously... Tell us what bikes are.
1: So these are... This is a 21 KTM 500 EXEF and a 21 Husqvarna FB 350. Okay, so hold right there so he's got a pair of bikes
0: i'm I'm, I'm saying they're probably his and hers just judging by 500 and 350 i don't know why i went there or Hims and Hims or whatever it is these days there's a you know we got to be um making sure that we're all inclusive so one is them in a very urban environment because these are dual sport bikes uh shot in between some nice bridges that gives me a almost a portland vibe except there's no homeless people in the picture uh and then, and then the other picture is them on a bridge, also, with uh, with. The reason I'm describing this, if you can see it on the video right now, is we're a podcast and people listen yeah. to this. So someone says the other one. They're sitting on a on a wooden bridge above a running creek. These are these are actually well thought out, nice pictures. So so the photos aren't bad. Uh, maybe for the intended purpose of analyzing the bikes, but he's going to tell us what's on them. We'll see if we can see them. If they're
1: large enough file, we could always zoom in if we needed to. So this is a dual submission from J Cole and J Sander. Uh oh. I understand it's a slightly different entry than normal, that's okay if we don't win or even get picked. But who rides we, a three <laughs> fifty? We're gonna find out. <laughs> but we need you to settle this oh, versus okay. debate between friends with your rooster endo segment. Mm-hmm. Gray on Gray is the 21 Husqvarna FE350S with Thrill Seeker seat cover, Motostar rims, Mojo foot pegs and bling kit, FMF 4.1 titanium, Takamoto Power Commander 5, Takamoto Tail Tidy, uh, a Cherubies Tail Tidy. Tail Tidy, sorry. Tail Tidy, did you say? No, Tail Tidy. Tail Tidy,
0: yeah. No, you don't have to change it. If you you read it like they spell it, that was Cooper. He's banned, he's gone. He sold that bike that we are supposed to be testing all those parts on. Oh. Yeah, I heard. I got it through the grapevine. That that bike's gone. And now how am I going to tear it apart and look at the piston at 30 yeah. hours? Okay, so keep going.
1: Takamoto <laughs> t- uh, tail tit- uh, tidy. Uh, a Cherby's VSL headlight. No mirror yet. Bulletproof designs. Front and rear roto- rotor guards. Radiator guards along with their clutch uh, and front brake levers. Stock suspension. Dunlop D606 tires. Okay. The black and teal bike is the uh, twenty one KTM five hundred EXCF with a double take mirror.
0: Black and teal, so that that KTM. Oh, I can see it in the top yeah. picture. Yeah, it is
1: teal. Double take mirror, c Concepts uh, XLT, Warp Nine Elite rims, Fastway Air uh, EXT, Fastway End Cap, Takamoto Power Commander Five, Takamoto front fork blinkers and uh, tidy tail with a plate, Baja Squadron Pro headlight and Moto minded bracket. Bulletproof designs front and rear rotor guards along with their radiator guards. Complete craft Moto suspension overhaul with revalve control. Kenda Trackmaster two. Basic plastic protection covers from a cherries on cases, swing arm, and skin plate on both bikes. Quick background: both are in their mid, both guys are in their mid thirties from upstate New York. Neither of us are rich, just irresponsible with money to get bikes. Looking to ride like we want. Plated bikes are a must. Uh, yes. To connect with what minimal trails we have in New York and we are always exploring, uh, looking to more dirt than we can legally ride, but often find random spots we'll never be without these bikes. Shout out to Blue Crew for doing what they do to uh, do, and they appreciate the content. Uh, whatever you decide, do a shot of tequila for us regardless. Okay. I'm going to... I, I, so I like everything about this post. By the way, I like everything about this this yeah. post just
0: because they went out of the way to shoot good photos. That's That's cool. They're asking us to tell them they don't they don't give a shit whether they win or not. Yeah, they, they want to know whose bike is better.
1: Uh, Which I have an idea now.
0: I, I I I right away I'll tell you what why I think certain things uh, about the about the bikes. Uh, the the but yeah no good good job on these guys. Uh, uh, sorry for thinking that the 350 was a girl's bike, but you know my wife rides a 350.
1: Yeah,
0: I so, like 350s. Actually, she rides a Husenberg 650. Yeah. I, have, I have pictures of her on my 650 telling my friends that she's tougher than them so don't worry about it uh i like okay so they're they their bikes are really similar because man they're they're well set up they're good these guys have customized them in a in a color pattern that's outside of my palette both of these like and i have a ktm 500 that's teal so 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 don't get don't get me wrong those are rebel colors by the way a rebel rally uh the the so aside aside from the aside from the, the looks the one thing that struck me is that the ktm has the baja design squadron which is a much better light as far as lights go uh than the than the Acherby's, the Acherby's is a good budget light. It puts out plenty of light. I rode King of the Motors with one. Uh, lucky there wasn't a night race. But it's a it's a good it's a good uh, headlight. Uh, the the fact that it has the Cruft suspension on it is probably a step up from the stock suspension for most people because you can get it set up. Uh, but you never know. Um, you know, it's 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 all those all those kind of things. I'm I'm liking the KTM just a tad bit better uh, based on the just the parts. Seat Concept Seat, by the way. Seat Concept Seat. Yep. You know that thing's comfy. And here's the thing about you people from back east, by the way. You guys are screwed because you don't have the public land that we have out west. So, number one, plan a trip to come west of the Rockies and do some exploring. I know it's a long-ass drive or something like that. Actually, you guys in New York are so rich. Just hire hire some dude to drive your bikes out yeah, and, and, uh, and then, and then just fly into Vegas and, and go riding around. Uh, you'll be, you'll be glad you did, you know, go ride at Moab, go ride someplace out in the desert. Uh, you know, do a LA B to V or something. Victor will host you. Uh, don't worry. You'll have a great time, but, uh, yeah, I'm liking the KTM just a
1: tad bit better. What about you, Matt? I don't know, I really like 350s. Right. But I agree with you that, that KTM is set up better. But you're just gonna go with a 350. <laughs>
0: hey, you no, know what? I, I can't I can't you know if you just if you just rode these bikes, you just yeah. hop on one and the other, and that's the thing is no matter yeah. what you do to them, the fact that one's a three fifty and one's a five hundred uh. would probably be enough of a difference to where doesn't matter what you did to one or the other, you'd say this this bike, I like this bike better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: um I I I used to be a I was I was on the 350s for a long time, and then I kind of I kind of went away, and I and I and I'm I'm sure I'll come back. You know, it just it's just I like change. I like to ride different things. Yeah. And man, I wish Yamaha made a. And by the way, thanks for uh, shouting out to our sponsors too in yeah. your little post. Awesome. I wish Yamaha made a 350. That would be an insane 350. And I keep tell I've told them that since they spun the motor around backwards on the 250f and it was just game changing that <laughs> bike went from such a it wasn't bad but it in the in the, it was bad uh-huh. and they change they changed game changing that motor all of a sudden is the best motor in the class if they did that with a 350 because the 350 would I think it would be so much easier to get everything that you want out of a 350
1: that would be crazy so okay uh, a double roost yeah double roost Both for me fruits. too okay so our last submission for the day. Okay. Drum roll, please. It's gonna come from uh, a Seth uh waterfall.
0: Now there's a photo. Yeah, this is a good that's one. a that's a really nice photo. The 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 public
1: will get to see it here soon.
0: Yeah, Matt gets his shit together. He's sitting yeah. over there. Oh, just just put it up there.
1: we are getting enough. it up there.
0: Anticipation. I saw it already. There yeah, were- look at that. Beta uh, Cross Trainer. A little hot on the photo, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just a beautiful photo. We're going very near there. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go close by there.
1: 2023 Beta Cross Trainer. FMF Spark Arrestor Silencer, TM Design Work Skid Plate, Beta Rear Disc Guard, Boltproof Designs Radiator Guard, Indoor Engineering uh, Flag Style Hand Guards, Tubeless Front and Rear, Kinda Ibex Front and Tire, IRC JX8 Front Rear Tire, and it's been resprung for his weight.
0: So I'm going to tell you what. Just look that list. Looking at this bike and 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 the way that that is set up, this person knows what they want in a motorcycle.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what's the name? Seth. Seth. Oh, Seth. Seth is right there too. Seth knows it works great for a girl's bike. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's not a girl's bike. It's like it's so funny because Beta gave us the one to test. Yeah, and they're like, you can't call it a girl's bike or an old man's bike or a bumper bike or it's a. And I'm like, I know exactly what it is, but it works great for all of those things. Okay, so my renter Erica has one. She's yeah. a girl. She's not very big. She rides one, but Seth, you have a very well set up bike. the The, the mods list doesn't go. Very far at all. It's it's he's got good sticky tires on it. Obviously that's what he's looking for. Uh-huh. He's got a spark arrestor on it to make it legal so he can ride up in the forest. Uh some little tweaks, hand guards here and there. I think that that's a that's a great bike. This bike absolutely that's a nice photo. That's everything about it. It's it's a it's a roost. You're up against stiff competition though, bro.
1: yeah that's a that's a really good roost
0: (laughs) yeah brenda says i shouldn't ride that but it's pretty hey (laughs) brenda that yeah don't do not ride a a cross trainer because i i know your ktm 300 is awesome but it's just like a different flavor of awesome when you know they just feel so light and nimble and and I mean, the suspension is in not, not in the same kind of league and it's really not meant to be ridden the same way, but, uh, those are, those are really good bikes. I, right, uh, number four, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Is that, that was number, was that number four? Yeah, that was number four. Okay. So, um, I'm actually, I, I actually, cause we, we have the one left over from last week. Yeah. Yeah. And we have this week. Yes, yeah, so we have two. I want to give it to those guys from New York.
1: Yeah, that's what I want I, to I want it I, I, Hey, uh, and
0: Seth, by the way, um, all joking aside, <laughs> you should have sent him last week. He <laughs> would have won hands down. It would have been no question as if we were struggling. But uh, I want to give it to those two dudes because they, yeah. they've, they've, they've got the bikes. They're doing little mods and stuff with their bikes. Uh, I think uh, I think it was cool that they, they went out of their way to get us a couple cool photos of their bikes and did, did a lot of their stuff. And Seth did everything perfect and came in essentially third place.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How does that work? Uh. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for submitting our our uh, Roosterendo segment. We get a kick out of talking about this. I, Like I said, I, I, I get it. I like I used to tell my bosses at Dirt Rider when they're telling me to do stupid shit because um, they're like this sells magazines and this or I'm a magazine guy and this blah 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 and uh you can tell how well it worked because they're no longer they don't exist well it still yeah. kind of exists but everybody everybody that works there now say it's the best job ever because they don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah because <yeah. laughs> they don't print a magazine. They just put up stuff. but they they used to tell tell me how that stuff worked and and I'm like I'm like but I understand our customer our reader you, you know. I I know who these people are. I I like to see what they're buying. I like to see what they're, where they're taking their bikes, how they're using them. Um, And that's what Rooster Endo really does. You know, for me, it kind of keeps me connected and see, because some of you guys do some pretty jacked up stuff. I mean, (laughs) you got some stuff like, and it, I think it's jacked up. But you think it's the best thing ever. And then you listen to me and you think like, I'm jacked up. So we're on the same page. Trust me. We're exactly <laughs> on exactly, exactly the same the page. The jacked up page. Yeah, the, we're all jacked up. But it's good to, uh, good to see everybody out, um, you know, getting their bikes out, getting them dirty. Uh, you know, the garage ones, uh, you can still you can still shoot them because we have fun with it. But those will start. What, what was our big? When we first started doing this, we had we had a, we had one we had there was something that it was like a recurring beef that we picked on a while, and then it just
1: stopped. I can't remember what it was. Front disc rotor. Go oh yeah, yeah, disc rotor. Yeah. For the front discard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the front discard. It doesn't seem like. Well, first of all, a lot of people had them, and I'm not a fan. But okay, and then and then all of a sudden they started. They knew they had them on their bike, but they would shoot the bike in a way that it was kind of covered up, and now they're yeah. completely gone. We're we're off of front disc rotors. It's kind of like we're off of talking about how powerful Husabergs are. I kind yeah. of miss that, but if this motorhome, which I, I think it's thirty thousand pound motorhome, if it breaks down, the reason I brought the Husaberg is so that it can tow the motorhome <laughs> uh, up to to Washington. So just so you know, that's why I put the Husaberg in the back. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, I think uh, I think we're gonna call it. Is there anything else we need to talk? Any other? Any? If you are out there. Uh, front discard i don't think it's the real okay so we got to talk about what a real front discard is it has to be made out of thick aluminum and you have to be able to hit it with a sledgehammer that's a discard anything else is a uh, farco plastic uh, <laughs> carbon fiber uh, pretty pretty shit uh, not not a real <laughs> not a real discard but uh, any other last minute questions do we have in the uh, out there in the internet's world Here we go. Victor's got a question, but (laughs) this is dangerous. Uh, But uh, if you have questions, even about this show, something we didn't cover, something you want to talk about more, go ahead and put them in the chat. Even after this thing gets uploaded, we go back and look at those. We get notified when there's questions there. You can always send us an email. You can post uh, all the different places. So Victor's
1: question, Matt, what is it? Question: What is your personal definition of an adventure bike? A bike with a ton of gear and panniers, where uh, where you don't need anything, or a bike, uh, or a bike with just the necessary items to survive out there, not at Starbucks. Your personal description.
0: So you remember when we were pulling on the freeway in Battle Mountain, Nevada, and I pointed to that bike. Yeah, yeah. So there was an
1: adventure bike in the
0: parking lot of a McDonald's or something like that, and it was loaded, and loaded, tall and high and i'm like that that guy's going someplace maybe the same place we're going i don't know he'll probably end up in my class tomorrow yeah yeah (laughs) or tomorrow wednesday thursday thursday right end up in the class on thursday but he had a lot of stuff in there and having done that before you know loaded up too too much stuff on a motorcycle there's a point where it's like okay if you're gonna really need that get a trailer I actually have a motorcycle trailer. I have uh-huh. a guy at Jay's Speed Shop is the guy that hooked me up with a Canadian guy that uh, built these trailers. It's a single wheel trailer. It's got like a pod, fiberglass pod on it. And you can put it all in there. And trust me, it's still dangerous to have that kind of weight in a trailer. I mean, it's just like towing a trailer in a truck. If it starts swapping, it gets going and it, it's it's nutty. But... At least it's not up high. Uh-huh. It's it's down. It's down low. It can still steer you a little bit. But all that stuff up high. So I'm not. There's there's a point where you load up your adventure bike too much, and you might as well just have gotten a Goldwing. Because you, yeah. you're you're going to be able to only ride the same places. I would take a Goldwing down a dirt road, no problem. But that's all yeah. you're going to do with this adventure bike. is take it down a dirt road. Are you going to get get a jeep road in that thing? Hell no. You know one one slip. You know the bike slips on a on a rock or something like that, or it, it bounces and hops uh-huh. and it's going to take you down. You can fight it all you want. It's not going to, not going to work. So the, the, so I'm not a big, you know, fully loaded heavy. And I, and, and so am my in his defense. I'm hoping that he's going to ride pavement to go someplace where he's going to set up camp. He's going to have a pretty nice camp. I have a 16 pound adventure bike tent, as well It's that one we threw in the, in the back right now, uh, it, it has a garage in it. So really? if it rains, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big tent. I take that sometimes, but I take it and I'm pretty much riding the easiest way to get, I'm going to set up, then I'm going to take all my stuff off of my adventure bike. I'm going to put it in my tent and then I'm going to go ride a loop out of there. So when I, when I, when I truly adventure bike ride, the way that I do it is I don't carry cooking stuff. This this is and I can go I can go to the level of being able to cook or not cook and I can cook pretty meager by just lighting little fires and and using using a you know a small metal uh, tray that doesn't takes you know you can just cook fry some meat or whatever on top of it uh-huh. so I'm I'm not in cooking because cooking you can take away like three to five pounds right away and 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 some space and and I don't stay in hotels I camp. And, but I can stay in hotels if it goes to shit. So I don't camp as if it's going to be a gnarly storm. If some gnarly storm comes in, it's like, well, guess we're going to have to surrender to this one, go to a hotel, you know, or camp underneath an underpass or an abandoned building someplace, something like this. I'm going to get, I'm going to find shelter somewhere. So I have a routine where I kind of eat big at the restaurant and then go out and camp. Uh-huh. And then and then get up in the morning, get all set up, then go eat where I'm going to get gas, and you have to get gas every day. So you know, gas, eat, go ride. So it's um, it's a, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a how you're going to do it kind of thing. A lot of time I use my adventure bikes to go between places where I have places to stay, whether it's friends' houses or uh cabins we have out you know in, in 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 riding areas and maybe i have bikes there already so i have a dirt bike there so i'm buying my adventure bike to go ride my dirt bike uh i i, well, I screwed up because i took my skis back i can ride my adventure bike up to mammoth and i leave my skis at my friend's house although he didn't like me leaving my skis there he's kind of a snowboard guy and he says uh, it's a little bit like you know you don't need two of those things uh-huh. uh yeah so he does he has to hide them you don't want anybody to see him there, right? Right. That's probably why he didn't remind me to give him back to him after. So, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I use it as a as a, just a transport motorcycle. But yeah, I, I'm not into the big heavy loading everything up. I just kind of uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, motorcycles. <laughs> oh, you've done the uh, TC investigations. to Prove that. Oh, I know motorcycles are not designed to. I I rode from the Tour Tech Rally one year. I rode back from Tour Tech. Back to Nevada, towing a towing a trailer. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to keep a spare six pack, Mark. You know, so when you just pull <laughs> want to pull over and sit on your trailer, it's a good seat. You can sit on your trailer and look at the mountains and <laughs> carry lots of camping equipment. Um, so Mister Sandwiches says, any suggestions on public places to ride in Northeast around New York, Mass? And, no, I don't know the area that well, and luckily I have friends back there, um, Sander that uh that they all belong to clubs and here's here's what i'll tell you there's there's a lot of uh, different trail riding clubs and clubs that put on races in uh nitra and on all these different um you know in the pine barrens and so there's dual sport rides which believe it or not the dual sport rides are often sometimes more gnarly than the races and then there's like a lot of hair scrambles but if you can get hooked up with some of these clubs, because a lot of them do it on private property and some of the clubs own property. And I know there's an area in uh, upstate New York where a bunch of clubs got together and bought a whole bunch of property and they use it as a riding facility. You just have to be a member. You join the club and you have to do a work day, but then you get to go um, you get to go riding. and And those guys all know other guys and they all know the places to ride. And if you get hooked up with the right guys and you're a solid guy yourself, um, man, some of the vetting processes of these groups, I love it, you know, because yeah, they, yeah. they don't let riffraff in you you've got to be somebody that's committed and, and want to do that. But yeah, j- uh, join up with a club and, uh, you know, you, 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 don't have to kill anybody or, you know, you know, run, run math across borders or anything like that on your bike. It's not hell's angels or anything. It's just dirt bikers, <laughs> you, you know, and I know another club, if you get a sticker all you have to do is get a sticker. It's the good club with a bad name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good team with a bad name, GTB uh, head. There, there's, there's another club you can get into and that, that gives you a little cred in the back East there. I know this for sure. So, um, let's see, are you, you carry a shovel for when you eat at a big restaurant? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no shovel. I use the heel of my boot, bro. I can kick it in at the heel of the boot. Are we a father and son? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, I chose not to reproduce. Uh, let's see, Tom Gray. Hey guys, I wrote you with a TC 250 plug fouling trouble a couple of weeks ago. It ended up being the lighting kit that the previous owner had installed. Thanks for your help. Did Tom? Did I? I don't. Re- I don't remember. Um, I remember the
1: chat was helping out pick, with yeah, this one
0: too. I, I don't remember that I picked it out, but I probably said what I famously say, what was the last thing you did to the bike? Of course, you didn't do that. But then again, it was a modification that caused the 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 problem. It'd be interesting to know why that would cause the plug fouling. Maybe it was drawing so much off of the, the ignition, it wasn't allowing a good strong spark. Um, so... Yeah. Hey, if you find a good club, let us know, (laughs) Sander. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give him a, give him a, give him a good shout out that it's a good club. And uh, then, then get the club listening and then we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I know this guy that knows a little bit about back East. Maybe I can have Jerry come back in. (laughs) Uh, So anyhow, Hey, thanks a lot for, uh, for joining in, supporting the show. Tell a friend, uh, comment, uh, you know, tell us how to make this show better. We're we're constantly working on uh, building it up and uh, and doing some different stuff. So we even take it on the road, as you can see right here. So with that, we will, uh, yeah, I think that's it from that's the it. things, yeah. Guys, so with that, we'll uh, see you out on the trail. There we go. Cheers. Cheers.